0: What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 43 of the overview. I'm Chan Man V and Fish Sticks is back this week. What's up, Fish Sticks?
1: I'm incredibly saturated for some reason. It's <laughs> very I'm white. The, it's the same setup as every other time. I don't understand, but uh, yeah, glad to be back. Uh, had to miss some... last week for personal reasons, but here I am.
0: All right. Very, it's very good. Cool. Day. Yeah, definitely. Flame back with us this week. What's up, man?
2: Pretty not Not much. Feeling
0: good feeling good all right we got a little, you know a, a new patch that's out a new event that's out so lots of new cool things to actually play in the game you guys get a chance to hop on since the update or the, the patches hit no no <laughs> I'm at work. me me too <laughs> i wish i mean i'm actually in but i didn't get a chance to yeah, yeah one game of
1: season you played one came game out, like okay. two hours ago so or like one hour ago i don't even know
0: yeah Yeah, you play one game of CTF, Flame? Oh, nice, nice. Okay, we should, we're definitely gonna be talking about that.
1: I set
2: up my chat wheel actually for Tracer, but it's gonna take a long ass time to set up the chat wheel for every character.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about that, of course. Uh, Jeff had a quick developer's Update to talk about CTF, which uh Flame just talked about. Uh, and then we've got, we've got a few player things, just not as many player news as we t- we've been having the last few weeks, which I guess is a good thing. Uh, and th- but we have a lot of events to talk about. We have three events going on, or at least went on this past weekend. Uh, and so lots of matches to talk about and see how the teams are performing right now. And then, of course, at the end, we've got some emails questions from you guys uh if you're interested in ever emailing us for the show you can go ahead and do that at the overview at chainmanb.tv and we'll try to read out some of those emails particularly for all the listeners out there okay so anyways let's start off with talking about the year of the rooster event so um i was wondering what of you know what event they were gonna uh, or what holiday or whatever they were gonna have the next event and i was thinking you know, it's probably going to be something like Valentine's and we can, you know, have like a Cupid Roadhog. So I was like getting all excited about that. And, and then, boom, they surprised me with basically Chinese New Year, right? As as the new event. And, and then it dawned on me, yeah, that makes a lot of sense given just how global and how, you know, large of a, an Asian presence that, that they have right now with the game too. So were you guys surprised that this was the, the next event?
1: Well, I think they sort of teased that a lot of the events coming up wouldn't be exactly what you expected i mean we've had we had basically a you know holiday christmas one which is like of course you're going to get that uh we had you know the olympics was kind of unexpected too yeah it wasn't really it didn't really see that coming but they definitely teased us that we were going to get some events that were not what i guess the western world would expect but again this game like the whole point of this game is that it's this diverse open world it's set in the real world it's all about diversity and it's all about being global uh and it, it is a very global game so it makes total sense that they'd activate one of their largest potential audiences in china here
0: yeah it's that's true sense. Year, i love how they call it year of the rooster too because it's usually referred to year of the cock but you know Year of the rooster <laughs> i guess so- sounds better right <laughs> flame right? true were you surprised by this event
1: um. Yes and no, I
0: guess.
2: I mean, I, I think I'm more surprised by the scale. Like, I expected, like, a little bit of skins. But I th- honestly, think the skins from this patch are better than, like, I think all of the patches, arguably, in my opinion, anyway. Right, speaking of
1: which, let's start at I think
2: the Brawl might be the best Brawl so far.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, plus or minus Junkenstein, I guess. And It's uh, the Brawl I'm by far the most interested in.
2: in yeah, I mean, either. it's the Brawl, I guess, with the most staying power. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's what's exciting and, like potentially game-changing which i think makes it good i don't know i think that it's cool though because like i've played dota before i think dota used to have chinese new year events and like Mm. they went above and beyond so
0: yeah i'm excited yeah speaking of the skins why don't we talk a little bit about it um fish six you were telling me that you thought this diva one was one of the best ones
1: yeah, it's he. It's turning her mech basically into a little pagoda, almost.
0: <laughs> that's true. Uh,
1: the and you know, the skirt looks awesome. I, I, I'm definitely using that skin. Uh, I need to save up some money, though, man. That's a three thousand gold skin. <laughs> I, I spent three thousand gold on Yeti Winston last, uh, last update. So I don't have much <laughs> left. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the skin I'm looking at. As uh, kind of my favorite out of the group. But there's there's some there's some good ones in here like yeah. Reinhardt with this uh this necklace is pretty interesting as well. Yep. Roadhog's an actual pig now.
0: <laughs> that that was interesting. So I'm bringing up the Reinhardt now. Dude, I love the necklace on the Reinhardt. That's freaking awesome. Uh but yeah, the the Roadhog one, I have to say is the the one I didn't quite get. Is he supposed to be like a like an a government official or something like that? Uh, like an old Asian government official? Where is he? There he is. He's like a pig. He's definitely a pig, but then I wasn't sure what type of hat that was.
1: I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But that's a cool <laughs> yeah, I'm not hook, surprised. <laughs> the hook is super interesting looking. Yeah,
0: what is that? That's like a rake almost. Yeah. I don't know. It's like one of those old style um you know, like Kung Fu movies where they have like, you know, the little three pronged claw thing that as a as a weapon. I, th- I think it reminds me of something like that. It looks kinda pretty cool. Uh, the, the Zenyatta one looks pretty interesting, too. Have you all seen that one? Some of them are, like, nightmare fuel. <laughs> That's what people have been saying yeah, about Zenyatta's the Zenyatta one. Yeah, pretty
2: creepy looking, I thought.
0: Yeah, I thought it yeah, looked cool. And same with Anna,
2: man. Anna's might be, like, the scariest thing I'll ever look at this week.
0: Okay, wait, wait, I didn't see the Anna one. Let me see. <laughs> this was... Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. She's wearing that, like, that drama
2: mask.
0: Holy smokes.
2: Mask. I don't even, and the colors are so weird, like... It's like Americree, but it's America. Yeah. You know, but it's not really mean, America. It's
0: obviously... I don't love this one as much. And the gun
2: looks so weird. I don't know. They're cool. <laughs> it's just they're very different.
0: Yeah, this one reminds me a little bit more of like a, a Summer Games one than it does uh, a Chinese New Year. Let me see. Uh, May's got the... I think May's got a pretty traditional red one, right? Um, go. Oh, actually, she's got two of them. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Okay, this is cool. If they're making up for the, Oh, this is uh, nice. Position. This one, this is one of the best ones, in my opinion. This may one, and then yeah, the Luna, yeah, okay. So it's the same thing, just different colors, yeah. Okay, I you
1: like know, I'm ones, realizing right? now, I, I think the uh, the Winston one, which is also pretty badass, uh, mm-hmm. the, just the way that it's colored and like his hair and stuff, I think it's an homage to kind of the Chinese Monkey King. Myth, oh, uh, as well, uh, I, yeah, I mean that, yeah. I'm, I'm just coming up it's, with this it's right supposed, now. No, no, it it's supposed, supposed to be some like Kong, yeah, yeah, looks like yeah,
0: it. It does, so the hair definitely, his face. Does the Monkey King's face painted though? I, I it, was thinking I mean, like Chinese, not opera always, stuff, but, but well. uh, yeah, I mean, the hair for soft. sure. The hair looks yeah. exactly like it, yeah. That's because look at his backpack, too, they're like double dragons. <laughs>
1: oh really yeah oh yeah Yeah. that's dope actually nice i like it
0: all right who we miss? is there any others um oh junkrat has the the firecrackers right yeah that's kind of cool i wonder if he throws firecrackers instead of bombs that'd be pretty sweet
1: you got to imagine
0: yeah exactly anyways
1: gold or something
0: definitely pretty cool guys um you got to check it out. It's got lots of gold, obviously, to get them. So hopefully you guys are lucky in your packs. Uh, but another thing that that Flame mentioned and, and actually Fishsticks mentioned too is that we've got a new game mode here, which, uh, how do I bring it up? It's an arcade, I guess? It's a new brawl. There <clears> we go, Capture the Rooster. And Capture the Rooster is basically Capture the Flag, and it's their attempt at, at doing it. Uh, Jeff had a developer's update that talked about you know, just a little bit of insight into why they they decided to do Capture the Flag and maybe what the future of it is. Uh, did, you, did you guys get a chance to watch that video or no?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Any- and he touches, so early in the beta, Flame will remember, this is one of the talking points of the community. Is like, we want Capture the Flag. If there's a new game mode, you know, everyone's bringing up Capture the Flag as something that they'd love to see. Right. And Blizzard was very upfront with some of the things that Jeff touched on in this video that they didn't want to do capture the flag because it favored characters like tracer uh you know we're going to probably see tracer and lucio in every single capture the flag game forever i don't really see that changing um but basically in this video jeff says you know we struggled with this we were thinking about reducing people's abilities that are movement based or this and that but in the end it's like no, like that's the whole point of these characters. Like we don't want to. We want it to be a fast-paced game mode. We we want you to be able to pick and use these characters uh, that have these movement abilities. So that's ultimately what we're getting. Um, and I'm really excited. I mean, I I'm I'm a tribes guy. I played capture the flag exclusively for like ten years, uh, and it was great in Quake. It's great in tribes. I don't know how it was in TF2, but I, I'm really excited to try it out. A lot of people I know in the in the community are already saying like. Can we get this over two CP? Like they haven't <laughs> even tried it yet, obviously. But oh um, at this point, I, I'm really excited to try it later tonight. The yeah, exactly? I think you played um, Flame, right?
2: Yeah, I played a little bit. It's it's well, I mean, TF2 never had touch return, which I think is like a huge aspect of CTF. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it never
2: picked up. But I guess I guess I want to talk about the developer video. Like he mentions, or he made like such a talking point about how it's going to feel unbalanced because of the hero abilities. Mm -hmm. Which I thought, like, made a little, like, it makes almost no sense to me in some way. Like, I'm not trying to, like, badmouth. But, like, when you consider the fact that, like, I feel like the hero diversity on CTF is just better than Payload and even, like, any other mode. Because, like, you could play Torbjorn on this. You could, like, validify Bastion on this mode. Oh yeah, Bastion um, would be great because like you could play defense yeah. with Bastion, you could play mm-hmm. defense with Torbjorn, like you could play offense. Like there's so many different yeah, hero yeah, things combinations I mean, you can up even. Yeah, yeah, like people were talking about like the Winston, but like today I played Torbjorn and I just turtled, and then we got like a Zenyatta ult, and I like molten cord and Zenyatta ulted, and we just like walked in and grabbed the flag. And like, what do you do against that? Like, how do you kill a molten cord Torbjorn? Like, you know, it's like you can do really wonky stuff.
0: Well, so, what's interesting uh, too is that like he was, I felt like the assumption was that there would always be team fights that would basically result in a a flag capture, where, Mm. you know, like in Capture the Flag and and some of the other games, it wasn't always like that. It'd be like, I would say there was always one big group and then there was always one or two guys like defending, you know, in some fashion, depending on what characters you had. At least when I've played different, you know, CTF games, it's tended to be that versus just all six of us move together and then we just leave our flag just completely vulnerable so it can be, you know, back capped or anything like that. So um it sounded like he was under the assumption you know towards the end when he was they were thinking about whether to um, you know have basically the ability to capture the flags on the battlefield versus at the at the points you know the the base points um you know I'd be able to pick it up I guess it was the big thing because he, he was talking about worse on goals right um he made it sound like oh, well there's gonna be team fights anyway so it's I mean and with the abilities the way they are it, we just figured we'd just leave it right freeform and and just let. Winston's just be able to just, you know, like fly with the flag and, and, and not drop it when they're using abilities. So um, I don't know. What do you guys think? You think it's, it is going to be team fights that just results in, okay, we won the team fight. Now we get like 10, 15 seconds to, you know, just carry the flag back.
2: I mean, that's like if you're, if you're like trying I'm to lose, sick. right? Like, why would you not, like, I don't know. There's, definitely I obvi- there's obviously like different strategies, which I think like is what, which is why the video made like a weird. I am not saying I didn't like the video, it's just like weird the assumptions that he made because I feel like you, you skirmish so much in CTF. Like it's yeah, never really right. about the mm-hmm. sixty-six clashes, like it's not like payload where you're just constantly like death balling into each other trying to push the cart. It was more, it feels more like oh one or two people push up, one or two people stay back, you know, like you try to grab the flag, we have ult we'll go in now, and then you maybe you'll get like a really big alt fight. If people are turtling really hard, you'll get like five people in at once, but right. six, like probably not. I don't know. I think that there's like some weird I wanna like I don't wanna compare it to TF2 too much, but like when you consider TF2, right, there were so many weapons and so many different here like classes that had all these abilities and like it was never really balanced, but the game modes made it balanced because the objectives were the same for both teams, you know? Like mm-hmm. yeah, with five CP and CTF, it was like, Oh, you can run this overpowered here or class, but we can also run this overpowered class. So then suddenly like there's balance just because of mirroring. Yeah, right. And I think that like CTF makes this like it could make this game feel really, really good because like if everybody can pick all of these crazy heroes, and like, can you really complain about the other team having the crazy and heroes? You the know,
0: bi- the biggest thing for me is that if CTF was a competitive format, <laughs> there's no question that the the compositions would be different than what we see with payload and what we see. With, oh, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah, King yeah of the 100%. Hill. But right now, we see some similarities on, on both of those formats, and, and this would be completely different. It'd be really refreshing to see. Um, it, it's I, I wonder what... Do you move slow when you get the flag? Like, do you move slower? Is there any kind of... You can't use invulns.
2: Like, I think it'll okay. drop the flag if you, like, pop Trans or Reaper Wraith. Okay. But, um... I think that, like, certain abilities are... You can't use them. Like, you can't, like, blink and grab the flag and rewind out with the flag. You, like, drop the flag, I think, or you just can't use it. I
0: forget. Well, it takes time to actually cap the flag, is what what he was saying, too. They made, they made sure it, it takes a few seconds to cap it, so you, you can't literally just... Ten, you know like blink 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 grab it and, and just like re- recall out like super quickly so maybe a turret could defend it relatively well against something like that i think yeah, uh, yeah. you played it sit- you actually played it so I yeah, yeah but i mean.
2: was i mean i was playing Torbjörn, so i'm not really sure like I, i'm pretty sure though you don't cap you don't grab it instantly because i think there was a genji on the flag and he wasn't picking it up so yeah i think you yeah, have to like, it stand it on second. it for a second
1: yeah. or two yeah. yeah you have to stand on it for a second to pick it up um for me and clout my my buddy from tribes brings this up being able to cap the flag uh when it isn't when your flag isn't home uh is kind of the main difference between this uh type of ctf and ctf from quake and tribes uh it sounds like that it was similar in tf2 as well uh and i i don't know we'll have to see how this plays out i have like just from my personal experience i have to agree with clout like that's going to Really changed the dynamic and in my opinion it, it could make ctf and and overwatch very offense heavy because if you can cap the flag when the other team has your flag then you know it, it doesn't put as much weight on defense uh potentially uh, the other thing that this this means is that we won't have what's called a standoff where both teams have each other's flags uh <laughs> which is something that w- that was like defining in quake and tribes back in the day uh you know these long standoffs like who's going to break the standoff first Uh, you know how many do you do you push together as a team to try and like all push forward and return your flag or do you hold most people on defense and, and hold the flag carrier all the way home like so i'm a little curious to see how this plays out uh i wouldn't be surprised if we do end up seeing it changed maybe one day uh if it if it turns out that the game is just kind of like a cluster uh that i think it could add some more strategic depth potentially if you had it so that you had to have your flag home to actually capture and get a point mm-hmm. uh, but we'll just have to see obviously uh comes out now so get playing i'm actually going to be looking for people streaming today while i'm at work cuz i've way too many meetings i can't just ditch <laughs> otherwise i yeah. probably would
0: no i just we're just i think Everybody can agree that we're happy at least they're, they're giving this a go, you know, in, in the terms of the brawl or the arcade. Uh, he did make it sound like the destination for this is more likely the arcade than competitive mode. But, uh, you know, you never know. If this thing ends up going super well and it seems to be super balanced, you know, we, we could definitely see this maybe put into competitive mode. And that would, that would be great. Uh so think of this as PTR for for <laughs> capture the rooster, and we've got three weeks to to give it a run. But I'm excited. I, I think this is potentially going to be this is the best competitive brawl, in my opinion. Uh, the the assignment one obviously was an awesome co op one, but this will be a great great test.
2: You can't make can you, you can't right you can't make like custom servers with brawl modes.
0: No. You can't. So
2: like that's that's like something that oh. I really wish that like wait you could, can oh, wait no no there's a wait. few
0: there's a couple that you can do I think
2: I can check right now but I think I guess I want to talk more to the what Ben was saying I was thinking about this like what if you got into like a stalemate with like two tracers that had the flag yeah. like yeah. I feel like in a pub setting it would be like you could it could go for like 30 minutes honestly yeah, <laughs> <Seriously>, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. and i think that like that's kind of the fear because like i agree with the flag not being a base thing but um i was th- i was just thinking like if you had a tracer in your base with like a torbjorn set setup and like uh, maybe they switch to reinhardt to like block them off and may stuff. Mm-hmm. may yeah you could like yeah. you could like put up a wall to like block your tracer in a corner I don't know. It, it could get really, really, really bad, really
0: quick. But at the same time, it'd be yeah. pretty funny moments, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, for say. sure. <laughs> uh, That's
1: definitely true. Uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. We can't
0: stack, though, right? What do you mean? You can't. You hero can't hero stack.
1: Hero stack in this. game. No, no,
0: no. Okay, God, that uh, that would. Yeah, I hope you can't do that. That would be. Terrible. Oh
1: God, it would be like the That'd old days of That'd King be... of the Hill with like <laughs> right. four tracers and two Lucios.
0: Joe bunch and, yeah, exactly
2: um yeah there's none you can't you can't make this uh you can't make a custom server it's like uh, i don't know it's a brawl at the end of the day which i think is my biggest gripe right that like it's not a ptr or something that like i can like i feel like i want to be able to do rule set ctf and then play lijang but
0: well just think again just think of this as the ptr in my opinion and we'll we'll see what what comes from it at least this we know is out in the production there's going to be a ton of people playing it so they'll have a ton of data and we'll i'm sure have a lot to say about next week okay well why don't we move on to the patch notes uh you know we've been talking about the patch obviously off and on the last few weeks but uh the big patch you know with diva anna is finally out there were a couple uh points or a couple changes that we didn't get a chance to talk about on the show i might have alluded to it but we never got a chance to really officially talk about it with the the second wave of changes And that involved the bionic grenade. Uh, Not only the the heal boosting to 50% or reduced to 50% by 50%, uh, but the durations also reduced from 5 seconds to 4 seconds. So I I don't think we ever talked about that. What do you guys think about that change?
1: I am so happy. We've been talking (laughs) about Ana for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, uh, but I'm particularly glad to see the duration reduced from 5 seconds to 4 seconds honestly it's 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 a huge relief um because it means it's not just nerfing the the 50 percent boost to healing Mm -hmm. uh that was that was a great step in the right direction but it didn't touch the anti-heal which is arguably the stronger aspect of the biotic grenade to start with so reducing it from five seconds to four seconds affects both biotic the both benefits of the biotic grenade both the anti-heal and the healing boost um I still would be open to them testing anti heal reduced to fifty percent as well instead of entirely uh, full anti heal, uh, but just uh, you know everything counts. And Anna was just so so strong, and now I am really just wondering: is Anna is this even enough still to make Anna kind of not a must pick? Um, I certainly think we're to see teams experiment with all kinds of other things, but I still think even after all of this, Anna is going to be strong. I don't know. What do you think?
2: flame um i mean purple is still really good i yeah. like at the end of the Pur- day that's kind of the difference <laughs> yeah. i mean that's what i call it now i don't, I don't know what to call it the deep grenade
0: he's talking about the grenade yeah, call
2: people, when people are low you can't even call people are low in overwatch because diva heals them up so fast so it's either yeah. they're purple or they're alive you're either full health or you're purple <laughs> those are the two statuses funny, of the dude. enemy in overwatch so I think that like the purple is the problem still. Um I mean not really the problem. The hero is definitely nerfed. Like this is a huge nerf. And the lack of diva picking will amplify this as I think Reinhardt's will actually get punished now cuz there were like some crazy times where like I don't know, even like people like McCree and Reaper weren't able to kill Reinhardt's if they had the ampil. And I think that this makes her like diveable a little bit more because there are a lot of times where you'd be like Tracer Genji or something and she'd nuked the ground and then Lucio's amp would like double heal her mm-hmm. and yep. she just would never die um so she'll definitely die a little bit more now maybe dive comp will become a little bit more prevalent um she's still way more survivable than Zenyatta ever will be so I think that adds a little bit of greatness to her kit like I think people are overlooking the survivability aspect of it
0: totally yeah more
2: it's- so than like the fact that she can heal so much it's like she's just safer to pick and I think that I, I mean, this nerfs her, but I don't think it changes her status or is, like, meta changing in terms of her specifically.
0: Uh, for me, I still think it's the survivability that's the biggest thing, like, that, that bothers me about her. Because if she was, e- you know, if you could kill her easily, I don't think it would be as... It would just be more risky to pick her, right? If she was as as squishy or maybe even... May- imagine if she was even more squishy than Zenyatta, which is pretty hard to do. Like, then, then her having a super powerful toolkit, I, I would be okay with it. But... If you're going to keep her survivability, then it's harder. It's harder to move the the levers on on the other stuff right now.
2: Yeah, it's like there's like a weird balance. But I think like Zenyatta's hitbox is why she, he's like so easy to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if you actually switch Zenyatta and Anna's hitboxes, like their models, like just change their models and nothing else, I think that like they might be balanced in some weird way. <laughs> make him
0: standing instead of sitting in the air well
2: like that's i mean it's a huge deal right like have you ever played hanzo against the zen versus like versus Anna? like it's so hard to kill Zenyata with scatter arrow because he floats like it's stuff like that that i think might need to be like the difference maker i think anna's hitbox is too small compared to like how much hp she can give herself as opposed to like Zenyata, who just has like the hitbox of a torbjorn so just eats every single bullet that you shoot at him Exactly. Zenyatta's
1: uh, hitbox still tilts me. It's, it's, <laughs> so, uh, it's so massive. It's yeah, like it the massive. widest it's hitbox
0: easy to snipe. for any
1: 200 <laughs> HP character in the entire game by far. It's, There's like, it yeah. is.
0: It's really There's no, it's no better so feeling annoying. than playing
1: Reaper and you see his Zen on your screen. You yeah, just like, know that one it's dead. shot. Yeah, you're like, uh, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> you know, Reaper, Tracer, you can't you <laughs> can't can't miss. You actually can't miss. It's crazy. Genji, right click, Shuriken's like, you're going to hit. Yeah. so easy to kill.
0: Poor Zen, man. Bad. It wasn't that long ago that Zen was played everywhere. So he still got that potential. It's just when you compare it to Ana, and Ana's actually his counter, anyways. So it's bizarre. It, well, the it thing seems is, a like you would think that Trans should
2: though. beat Nano Boost, right? But then the purple.
0: Yeah, the purple, <laughs> the purple yeah, plague, bro. man. Uh, so, all right, moving on. We've got, of course, the diva. You know, the the diva armor reduced health increase, which we talked about, and then the the damage being nerfed just slightly, like very, very slightly. If you're talking about in terms of each shot, I think the total is like minus two uh, damage if you if you land every single shot for for uh, each of the the scenarios a uh, hog 2.0 is out of course Sombra so this is the one that we didn't talk too much about we did mention that the hack cooldown um, at, at least the hacking is the the actual time it takes to hack something has gone down from one second to 0.8 seconds but then I didn't realize the cooldown was reduced from 12 seconds to eight seconds so I think that's a big that deal was,
1: that was added after the first round the first PTR patch Earlier this month, this was added afterwards, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, this is a pretty big deal. I mean, it's going to be easier to hack and you're going to be able to hack way more often. Um, I still don't see her manual single target hack being a really strong part of her kit just because you have to put yourself in a lot of risk to get close enough to hack in the first place. Uh, So it's still going to be very hard to pull off against adept teams that are calling your position out. Uh, but look, I mean, I, I think Sombra, I, I'll stick to my words that I, th- I said last time I was on the show, not last week, but the week before. I think Sombra is going to be viable in situations, especially 2CP. Uh, her EMP is still so, so, so strong. Uh, you know, she might be a little bit underpowered, but players are going to find ways to make her more and more useful over time. Um, and I think this is a good good change for her in general.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't want to say she's going to be overpowered, but I think she's going to start teetering on that line. I think, like, um, I want to say the big, um, I mean, this is, like, a bold statement, like, maybe a rude statement, but, like, I think one of the biggest things holding back the NA and, like, just the competitiveness in general is, like, people's willingness to learn new heroes. And I think that, like, Sombra's one of those heroes that, like, once someone, like, actually gets good and, like, a team gets good at, like, running it efficiently, like, more efficiently than even, like, complexity right now, I think that's when, like, you'll see her get picked a lot more. I think, like, one of the issues that teams are running into is that they're not really sure what the best use of the EMP is or, like, even just had to position yourself for the hack. Because, like, I guess to so what Ben was saying, like, I was playing, I think it was Anubis, and there's, like, that upper ledge, you know, like, on first point where you can just kind of sit up there, like, on defense or offense, depending on if you get up there. And you can hack people on the point. What, like, really? from Wait. up there, yeah. And, like, if you're up there and they can't the get right you or right? something. You mean top the left side, right? The left side, okay. Well, I hacked a tracer that was blinking around on the point, like, underneath me. And I was like, Jesus! Like, this is really good. Like, you can hack from up there. Yeah, oh the crap. range is actually insane. So, like, I don't think people have really played around with her enough to like understand the ranges, and like, she might actually, she might, she's like a really good may counter too, because I think that like the range of hack is actually longer than the range of the left click. Mm. She's like very, very good. It's just people haven't really tried playing her enough to see how crazy it is. I don't know her. The, the EMP is insane, and she'll definitely start getting picked when someone like takes the time to make her really
0: good. Who do you guys think she's most similar to? Like if a player that right now is playing X in a, compo- you know, like a certain composition, who, who would that person be? That's That would switch over to Sombra. That's not just your gen. Don't say flex. Cause obviously that's like a generic answer. Who do you think would be closest to it?
2: I mean, people say Tracer, but like, or the people that would play Tracer, but the hero is very different than Tracer. Like she's more cooldown reliant. So maybe like the Zarya player would have to get better at her, but you need like super good aim, which is another problem. I don't know. That's that's what I mean. It's like you need to like actually put in the practice. I don't know that like you can say, oh, your tracer player should just pick her up because she requires a lot more micro.
1: Right, most similar to tracer in that you have this you have this like ability to get away. Uh, but they're really—I don't—I don't think there's too much more parallel. <laughs> she
0: fires kind of quickly through her clip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she does a good clip. It's about the similarities. That's true. Okay, well, I—I uh, I agree with you, Fish Six. I, I think that eventually we are going to see Sombra more and more. I thought we'd we'd see her more and more already, but you know, maybe with this actual change, you know, we we will uh, we'll see people you know give it a go and then get a chance to see it in competitive. It might take like. I don't know. One of the Korean teams actually watching like Complexity or some others, and like, oh yeah, this is like great. And then all of a sudden, it becomes a huge thing over there first. But the NA teams don't seem to be be going crazy about, or you know, just just using it in a a very experimental experimental way yet. But it's hard. It's like with all the four tank meta and the three tank meta. It's I don't know. It's definitely not the most obvious thing to do is play Sombra.
2: It's just harder. It's like the. You can, you can do it, I think, right now, even. I think complexity strategy has the validity to, like, just EMPing four tanks or EMPing three mm-hmm. tanks and then right. just trying to row them down, but I feel like trying it with Roadhog is, like, harder, you know? Like, I would have rather them try it with, like, Reaper. Like, imagine, like, EMP an entire team and then just, like, meat-shot them down with Reaper.
0: Like, that could be really good. Oh, but, I mean, who's doing the damage? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, just, yeah.
2: like, the follow-up to it, because she's not very good at, like, even when you EMP six people, like, she still has trouble getting kills, depending on, like... How the fight one or whatever
0: yeah alright well that's the patch notes guys you know definitely um, give it a go let me you know at least let us know what uh, your experience has been <laughs> with all these changes uh, but let's move on to some balance talk we've already been touching upon it of course uh, but uh, Fishsticks, you had uh, a few things you want to talk about here
1: yeah I mean I just jotted down some notes uh, and some general questions which we'll find out the answers to uh, pretty imminently here as, there are a couple tournaments going on right now. Apex, we've got Winter Premiere this weekend, uh, so we're going to see these new balance changes in action almost immediately. Uh, but I, I just had some general questions, which you know I'd pose to the audience and 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 just think about and talk uh, talk with you guys about as well. Um, and I've, the most pressing, obvious one here is with the Ana nerfs, with the Hog slight nerfs, with the Diva nerfs. Is triple tank? going the way of the dodo is is this enough to kind of move us back to what we used to see most frequently which was 222 or even triple tps uh, we've seen actually out of korea we've seen some triple tps played by misfits as well as some other teams out there uh already even before this patch hit we've actually been seeing in, in korea 222 as well um a lot more so than the west uh but do these relatively significant nerfs to anna to diva to hog make it so we're gonna go back into that uh two dps meta that uh that was kind of dominant before this patch um my my feeling is yeah we're headed that direction uh for sure and for a lot of different reasons but uh flame i don't know if you want to just comment on your thoughts there
2: Mm, i think like triple dps or like just even double has like a lot of validity when it comes to like that first fight that you take on offense because you can, like, dive in. Usually your spawn's better on the first point, and, like, you can play around that. But I think triple DPS, like, really struggles at, like, closing out maps because of, like, the way the game works in terms of, like, you needing to team wipe and stuff. So I think we'll, like, start seeing two 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 more towards, like, the later stages of maps. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of teams, I don't think, are switching early enough or, like, prepping. Like, people will run dive comp on, like, Anubis, but if you run dive comp on Anubis, you you'll, like, take first point easily, generally, but, like, second point, you kind of, like start fumbling because you're of like you don't have reinhardt or something or you'll be like most teams will run winston with dive i don't know i think that like it definitely opens up the doors it's just i think teams have to start um strategizing for different points of maps more now as Mm -hmm. like the way it was like i think in closed beta like we would have when i was on a team like we would have comps for like each individual stage of the map like oh for dorado we're gonna switch off our reinhardt for a winston or something or you know, along those lines. So I definitely think that there's more validity to it. It won't be as easy to just say, okay, we're just going to plot four tanks down on the cart, you know, so I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many little reasons why I think we're going to see Dive Comp in particular come back. Uh, Hook, the fact that the hook, if you're breaking line of sight, it's going to break. That helps, by far, that helps Genji and Tracer more than any other characters in the game. It might be subtle, but it's something. Uh, The fact that D.Va's weaker means that I think in relation to D.Va, Winston is stronger. I mean, D.Va was an incredible counter to Winston in so many different situations. Um, the fact that, obviously, you can't power heal tanks so much means that a, a Winston and a Genji and a Tracer diving on a specific target, uh, even if it's a, a Reinhardt or or a D.Va or or a tank of any kind, means that Ana's not going to be able to just power heal them through folks diving. Uh, so, Personally, as somebody that played a lot of Genji back in the day and loves playing Winston, I am super excited to just see if this does bring back the dive comp into the Western meta. Um, I will, again, just reiterate that we've been seeing a lot out of the Korean team, so it may have already been going that direction, uh, but these these changes are certainly going to make that more so.
0: Yeah. Opinion. I mean, spe- speaking of just a, a little bit about games that happened this weekend and even this week, you know, we're going to talk about events in a second, but in terms of balance, we're seeing a lot of different things, you know, a lot of different DP, I mean, just even DPS plus, uh, heroes that we were talking about. I mean, we've been seeing some pharaoh we have been seeing lots of Tracer. In fact, I feel like it's this, the amount of 76 we've been seeing has been going down, uh, at least especially compared- in Korea. Yeah, especially in Korea.
1: Se- 76 in the Korean games. Um, uh, I know flames watched more than I have, but
0: yeah. So, how much of this do you think is in in lieu of the patch that happened today, versus a natural progression with uh, you know away from the the triple tank, quad tank, metagame? It's like
2: very map dependent, I think, like and like stage dependent again. Like, I think I think you like need high ground to run seventy six, and because like teams are starting to exploit the fact that like you can just kind of die of a seventy six. Um, I mean, like, you still have to run, like, Diva, and the Diva like, brings the 76 down to, like, half or even, like, three quarters and, like, a Tracer or something can clean them up, that's why, like, we were seeing a lot of Tracer recently, but I'm not really sure, I guess, whether or not it has something to do with the meta. I, th- I know for a fact that, like, the Korean teams and the teams that are in Korea, like, the Western ones, weren't sure when the patch was going to be hit, like, because we only got announced the Rooster thing, like, I think this week, so the matches from last week or, like, yeah, last week's Apex matches, I think the teams were practicing PTR, so that might have came in play. I think seventy six is still really strong, and I don't. I don't think people really are going to start appreciating like how much damage he actually does. Like people, re, like people remember when like people were like, oh god, seventy six is <laughs> overpowered now with all this damage, and now the diva's gone. Like the only yeah, real he can only be better, obvious right? counter. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can only really be better. It's just if teams are running tracer Genji, and you just pick one person, you can generally get the kill now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting situation because, on one hand, what was the best counter in the entire game to a 76 on a high ground? It was D.Va. Now 76 is going to have a slightly better time in that matchup. Uh, But at the same time, I I really think we're going to just see so much more dive-oriented comps that are just going to jump right, you know, not just D.Va, but a Genji and a a Winston, or a Genji and a D.Va, or a Genji and a Winston and a Tracer, Mm -hmm uh are all gonna jump on 76 at once so i feel like this patch is like both good and bad for 76 but ultimately he's still like stupid strong yeah the Ananuke annanuk plus heal
2: station used to be like ridiculously good <laughs> i mean now it's slightly nerfed so that's something to note i guess
0: it's gonna be very, very interesting to see. I'm just very curious to see the matches this week too. just immediately what you know what people have in store with uh, all these changes. Uh, and it starts tonight, actually. I think we have a bunch of matches tonight in even earlier this morning, I believe. so definitely review reporting on that next week but um in terms of team and play- next week but um, in terms of team and player news we don't have quite as much as we've had the last few weeks i feel like that was a huge segment <laughs> given uh, at least the last couple weeks we had so much news but uh we got a couple things toronto esports signs onigod so you know it wasn't very long that onigod was uh you know like a free agent here so that's that's pretty cool uh, i don't know that much about toronto esports i mean i just realized that huck was a general manager i didn't even know that uh but how much do you guys know about that team i don't think i've ever seen them play so
1: yeah i, don't. Yeah, oh, I mean i recognize name. some of these names um yeah i don't know much i know that they've been planning on building this team since back at agents rising Which was the first tournament that the first major tournament after the game came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I met the uh, met the owner uh, who was hanging out with Chris Huck uh, way back then. So this has been in the works for a while, Uh, but yeah, I uh, we haven't really seen them play. Doesn't look like they actually have a full roster yet either. I only see five people.
0: Only see five people too.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not a full team. I think they had like yeah. four people before that. So I'm not, I'm not sure what they're doing. I mean, it's it's news, but I don't really, I don't know about the scale of it. Or yeah. like what the? I think
1: the on. uh, the one noteworthy thing here is it's yet another team with combining Europeans and North Americans, and this game continues to be all funky when it comes to like te- like teams just getting people from all over the world constantly. Uh, That's yeah. okay. I mean, it's long as long as yeah.
0: It's okay, as long as you can manage it, you know, in terms of the logistical aspects and the practice and everything. Okay, yeah, so another North American team potentially there. Um, Okay, the next bit of news is uh, just, you know, no team signings or anything like that, but IDQD, who's been a free free agent now for months, you know, a couple months now, I believe, maybe even more, uh, apparently is trying out for NRG. So what do you guys think about that?
1: We've been waiting for IDDQD to say something for so long. (laughs) When did he drop out a fanatic? I feel like it was, wasn't it? It was, was it before Overwatch Open or after? I don't remember. Mm, It's been a really long time. October or something. I don't know. It's it's been years. Literally years. (laughs) Not years. years, It's been a long time. (laughs) So glad to see that. Uh, And I think this, so it's also kind of weird because we're not sure if Enigma is still going to be with NRG Um, and Enigma is a very talented hitscan player. Um, But IDDQD, it seems like he can play a little bit more of the McCree soldier role. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We know that Enigma was an amazing tracer, but uh, anyway, Enigma was playing more tanks for the team at a certain point. Um, So, I wonder if Enigma is still part of that roster, or if IDDQD is kind of replacing him, if they're still looking to replace him uh, after our IDDQD. Uh, and again, all, this are, all these are rumors, not yeah, 100% exactly. confirmed, but mm-hmm. it is still exciting. I mean, obviously lots of NRG fans out there, obviously lots of IDDQD fans. I mean, yeah. he's got one streaming. of the strongest streaming presence, <laughs> presences out of like any pro player right now. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited to see where he lands.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess what Enigma's deal is because he was trying out for Liquid this week. But oh, really? He's wow, I didn't yeah. That. He played with them for what tournament was that? The AMM. So Alienware. that I mean that was a thing. Enigma had like this weird confidence issue and like i think on that team where he would say he would always tell them like i'm not really confident in my hit scan even though he had like arguably one of the best aim abilities in like the tf2 scene and even in this game like when he played tracer he would like uh-huh. yeah. but nobody yes. ever like he yeah. but, like he himself was holding himself back with like this weird i'm not good enough mentality mm. which i think was kind of dumb in retrospect so um I don't know. I wasn't really a fan of the NRG announcement because it was like, oh, we're going to see, like, we're not sure if we're going to cut people. So, like, there's probably a lot of people who are, like, on the chopping block, but they haven't actually been chopped yet.
0: We're starting to see that that a little bit more. We're starting to, like, see people who've been on their roster, you know, like, on team rosters, but not playing for them. They're, like, Uh, benched
2: too easy. He's not cut. Yeah, exactly. And, like, he gets mad when you say cut. 'Cause he's not technically cut. I don't yeah. know. It's like stuff like that. It's like okay.
0: And we just saw the bats just finally leave Cloud Nine, right? Or, yeah, yeah. He's been yes. sitting on their
2: roster, I think, waiting for buyout or I, th- I don't even know if he was waiting for buyout or how maybe I, his contract was like a year long or something. So they I couldn't think it technically was. Kill it.
0: Yeah, he hasn't played so for like three or four months. No, and he wasn't <laughs> so, he
2: wasn't ever intending on playing again, so I
0: don't I don't know what
2: like what happened there. So whatever. It's just we're in like it's like a weird lull. Or, like, that just happens.
0: Yeah, whatever. it's just part of the part of the business when you're signing contracts for certain periods of time. But, uh, yeah, anyways, it would be great to see IDQD, you know, playing on a team again. Uh, that would be on that stream. team, though,
2: can we talk about that? Is that, like, Is yeah, that, how do you guys feel about that?
0: I think they're still trying to figure out exactly what roles everybody's going to be playing. Because if IDQD gets on that team for Enigma, then where's Clockwork play? And Clockwork's Audi, I'm
2: pretty sure. Oh, okay. I put money on that, but I'm not. I'm not positive. I mean, He's yeah. like, technically, that's, they only announced Seth Barton is staying. You know, they were like, "Oh, we're keeping Num locked and Dummy," and then everyone else is just kind of whatever. That,
1: that was like that was more or less the announcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about IDDQD's skill set, it probably has the most crossover with Clockwork. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that yeah that's true. Sense. There are other people. There's still some other uh, free agents too. So there may be a couple. <laughs> couple rumors and announcements in the near future for NRG. We'll have to see. Exciting, though. This is fun. It's all you know. It's definitely cool to see the just the players kind of switching and jumping on teams and us getting a chance to see different combinations of, of big-name players playing together. Good stuff. Alright, events, guys. Let's talk about events. We've got Three big ones, obviously Apex, uh, NGE, and then even uh, Alienware Monthly Melees started up again. Uh, But why don't we start with Korea and start uh, talking about Apex. So this is the second week. I I think last week was literally like the first day of matches where we talked about um, Envious and Misfits, I believe. Uh, So this week we actually got a chance to see Cloud9 and Fnatic to start things off. Um, Conbox versus Cloud9. Flame, what did you think? Um, Spoilers, by the way, guys. Spoilers here. Yeah, we're going to (laughs) spoil, but Combox
2: not looking like a Tier 1 team, I guess. C9 looked really good, I thought, like, individually. I think everyone had, like, Mendo's Tracer was probably the best I've seen it. Or, like, (laughs) probably one of the best Tracers I've seen in recent, like, mental history, I guess. So I think that there was a lot there to talk about. Um, I guess importantly, Surefour wasn't playing DPS. He was playing, like, off-tank. Right. That was is surprising. a big deal. Um, yeah, that was very God's surprising. God's Roadhog looked really good. Um, but again, I, I feel like they weren't playing a top tier team. It was a very one-sided match, you know, like all things considered. And I didn't feel like Combox really stood a chance at any point in that match. But um, C9 looked really good, I think. And the new roster definitely looks like it has a lot of potential. And I think that's what's most inc- exciting about that match. And just like on the whole.
0: Yeah, Cloud9 ended up winning 3-1. But it honestly, it felt more like a 3-0 type yeah. of match to me. Uh, but it's good. It, we've been waiting for Cloud9 to, you know, start looking good. And getting that first win, we were mentioning last week, it's huge in these groups because you can't lose twice. So, obviously, that, that first game is a big deal, so you don't put too much pressure on yourself. Actually, you could get through with just one win, right? It'd be hard, yeah. It's hard be, like, a weird possible. tie scenario, yeah. like, at head, but... Um...
2: I think, I will say, though, that Shriftforge's, like, Zarya didn't look super good. Like, I think he, he I think I don't want to, like, call him <laughs> up, but I think he went for, like, two, I just remember him getting, like, two gravitons eaten or something in a row, or some ridiculously oh, hard-to-do that's thing, true. but they still came out really well. I, they all played. Their comps were a little weird, but it was different. I think they were practicing PTR, anticipating PTR patch. That team's going to be very scary, though, if we ever go
1: triple DPS. Like, oh it's my cool God. To see, God's, totally gods back. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been... With him as well, it's been months. The memes are K-14. back, yeah. He that guy's hilarious. Back. He, he actually has memes. like one of the funniest streams of all time. I wish he would stream more often because that guy has a quirky sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, because he calls all of his
2: streamers his nephews and they refer to him as uncle.
1: Like, did you see his uh, announcement or
2: whatever? His oh, his, his man. Announcement? It's like, oh, no, well, I missed it. welcome. It's like, welcome I'm nephew. back, or like, welcome back your uncle or something <laughs> was like in the <laughs> announcement. and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, he's a great dude. I love him, but he's just very—he's very heavy on the memes, so, which I think So, uh, so, awesome. so you're Perfect. saying that
1: Gods was focusing mainly on Roadhog, and yet uh, Surefour was still playing off-tank. So they were just running like triple tank.
2: Uh, it was map dependent. I think uh, Gods was playing Genji though, which was oh, weird. I what? think Shurfor i think Surefour is just mm-hmm. relegated to that Zarya role right now because I don't think that they have plans of removing Zarya from the meta or, like, at any point. Because Zarya's, I mean, her stock, arguably, I think, goes down this patch. There's, like, a weird really? thing where people really? are like, oh, my God, Graviton really? won't get eaten anymore, but, like, you won't get as many Gravitons. So, like, people have to remember that, is that, like, if you're not farming off of Diva, like, Graviton takes a oh. long time to build um, right now. And, like, you're yeah. seeing a lot of Koth maps where, like, teams actually just don't get a Graviton off. And that, like, has been happening a lot actually or even in your pubs like if you lose the first fight like sometimes your Zarya just will never get graviton so there's like a weird balance there but i think it's more like sure wants to be in control of the gravitons or like he feels most comfortable and on that hero maybe i don't know
0: i mean if he doesn't play it who else is going to play
2: it exactly that's what i mean it may be gods but like it's weird to see sure not on genji you know because like he was always known for his genji and
0: beta when they were google me it's like all this rel- these decisions made by relative skill, which is I mean, I'm sure we'll see him on
2: Genji. Like, maybe Gods will be playing Zarya at some point due to some comp, and they just need a Genji or want a Genji. But for that match, it was... I mean, again, it was, like, very weird in terms of the matchups. Like, the team didn't look super strong, Combox, box. And, like, I felt like they were playing as if they were ahead, you know? Like, they were playing a little bit more cocky. Like, I think they ran Mercy no, they, defense. Yeah, like yes, mercy. yeah, yeah. So I think that there was, like, some... Some of that going There's on. There's confidence there. But I want to see them manage. more. Yeah. Playoffs will be very good and interesting, I think. So I,
0: I do right have now. to say, I don't want to see i on Zarya. <laughs> I mean, I feel yeah, like, I that, agree, I feel like agree. that just takes away from, like, you yeah, know, got a good Sorry. Yeah, Yeah. actually. Right? Well, I think like Mendo's ran. got the
2: best tracer on the team, but Surefour mm-hmm. has the best... Genji, and then Gods probably has the best Hog, so someone has to, like, there's gotta be give, you know? Someone's gotta yeah. play Zarya. I know, but we don't want to see...
0: When I want to see the superstars playing the, car- the heroes that they should be playing and not having to you know, compromise. Well, maybe they
2: should fashion. just ditch
1: Zarya then. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. That's there funny. you go. Just screw Zarya. But hey, maybe.
1: I mean, it's cool to see them dynamic switching around, like different players different, playing different I heroes know, in different but... situations. And that's nice.
0: It's a yeah. selfish thing.
1: I just They're good. Say, They're going to be
2: very good, I think. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they, oh yeah, they, it's good. It's definitely been a long time coming, and it's it's great to actually seeing them getting some momentum here in, in Korea. Uh, the next match we got is uh, Fnatic. It's the first time we actually seen got a chance to see Fnatic perform in in uh, Korea, and they played a uh, Kongdu Panthera. And quite honestly, they didn't look very good either. I think Kongdu Panthera played well, but Fnatic, I, I don't think played their best. What do you think? Any any super glaring things that stuck out to you, Flame?
2: Mm, they looked uncomfortable i don't know i've come to panthera played like very good overwatch like i say that like obviously right they won but they were like switching heroes they would like go back to spawn something that you don't see anymore like it used to be a very classic oh, thing yeah. true. i don't yeah, know where teams like lost that ability where like you're on offense and you see the enemy comp and then you switch like i was I, 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 it was refreshing because i watched like nge so much and then nobody like people teams would see like Symmetric Torbjorn or something and then never switch to like Farah or Tracer or something just to get by. <laughs> and then Kungdu Panthera instantly sees Symmetra and they switched to Farah like immediately. And I was like, mm-hmm. yep. thank God. Like someone still can like we'll do this, you know? So I think Kungdu Panthera played really well, but like, yeah, I agreed. I think Fnatic didn't look comfortable at all. Like a couple of players had like pretty they didn't seem like they were having impacts. I don't want to call anybody out, but there were definitely some players that seemed like they were having a rough day or whatever. So maybe yeah. they'll look better in the future. I mean, it's early, so it's their first time in Korea.
0: It's maybe It definitely seemed, seemed like an off day more than it did yeah. just a complete domination. Even though Kongju Panther probably is a better team, but it should have been much closer than it was. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fnatic, of course, they had a good showing at MLG Vegas, but it just feels like they've been on a downtrend.
2: They're like they're like the meta slave team, is like how I put it. <laughs> the meta like the slave.
0: Team, well, yeah, right. like when
2: there's a meta, they, they always blade, play like, to yeah, it. Like they, they always they, and they like they won't budge, you know. And they were trying new things in this um, matchup. Like I think they would play like buds on seventy six. Or, like, buds on Tracer as opposed to Coolmat. Right? And, like, they would keep the Zarya in every single comp. But, like, I felt like Coolmat never really had a good opening because they weren't always running D.Va. Like, we saw Haffi Cool, I think, come off D.Va in that matchup, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, like, they were putting buds on, like, this Playmaker role. But I would rather see haffy or Coolmat on. So, like, I don't know. They, they didn't look comfortable and they weren't playing the meta. So, I think that that's why... Like, again, usually they have a game plan. Usually, like, they will be the team that runs the four tanks. They will be the team that runs the Beyblade. Like, whatever is the strongest flavor of the month is usually Fnatic running.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to see how they can recover. And, again, like, losing your first match, it, it definitely puts you in a really uh, bad spot where you have to win the next two in a row. And Fnatic's group, actually, who's in their group? Let me see with them.
2: I think that was the hardest match they'll have. Oh, is it? Okay,
0: that's good. Yeah, that's. The Kung Fu Panther is
2: very good. Uh, there's like yeah, very few teams absolutely. I think that are in that tournament from Korea. I think that are like really, really good. I think Kung Fu Panther is definitely one of them. I think they, they might be better than Lunatic High right now, depending on.
0: Oh really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, don't... I thought they were. I thought Lunatic High was probably still a little bit. The new Lunatic
2: High roster looks meh, but we'll get to that. I guess. Yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> looks meh, but still, uh, which kind of leads us to the next match, which was Lunatic High versus Africa Red, where, I don't know, Lunatic High looked, like, looked way better than Africa Red there, and I'm not sure how much of it was Africa Red just not being very good versus... I mean, Africa Blue looks so much better than Red, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you guys think? Mm, you
1: think I it's pretty think NaNoHana, also known as Flower now, is... One of the special talents. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I haven't like studied his gameplay in detail, but every time I see him on the OGN stream, he blows my mind. Um, so, yeah. But
2: will he even be allowed to play anymore? That's really the new question.
1: Oh, I, oh, I wait, heard wait, what about this. There?
0: What happened?
2: So, like, I, I guess I don't personally understand the severity of the crime or whatever. It's Ooh, like. Wow. Um, it's not really... I mean, I guess it's a crime in Korea. It's, like, really, really... There's, like, a weird... I, I can't really explain it. I, I, I don't, I'm I not the right person to explain it. The way I understand it, though, and it's probably wrong, is that, like, he was a part of, like, some underground, like, Korean internet, like, organization or something that, like, is some anti-government and, like, made some very, very inappropriate jokes on the internet a long time ago. And, like, they're starting to get resurfaced. Um,
1: I similar. feel like, ugh, like, everybody has this toxic past... Uh, I mean, this is something Taímu is known for. A lot of other people. Yeah, I think it's like toxic in like an
2: illegal way. Oh, like I think that there's like actually laws against it.
0: So oh, wow. it, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that doesn't. It would sound be like very the, good. Equi- <laughs> the
2: way I sa- The way I, it, I understood it, it would be like the equivalent of if you were like, I don't know what the like shit talking Putin or something, but like in like a very dictator-centric like you will go to jail. Like I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Like in that kind of manner. Like, in a way where it was illegal to, like, shit-talk your leader. I don't... do wow. good think that's not sure. a isn't, like, South Korea here. super progressive? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he had, know. he had a vac band, and he said something about the president. He was, like, making fun of the president that commits suicide, something, and it was, like,
0: I don't well, They're, really like, very, they, very frowned upon. They, I think they might like, be progressive then, but they're not that progressive. I mean, we, we know how strict know. a lot of things are there, even just with... With social media and, and, you know, just you having to link your social security to a lot of things, you know, in terms of gaming and True. even your social media, I believe, right? Like the whole, I remember back in this days. Um, so, and you had a
2: back band. So like And they're very yeah. anti-hacker in Korea. So there, there's a lot of things. So I'm not sure. about They, have, they apparently all had to delete their Twitter accounts, I think, or had their Twitter accounts deleted. Um, okay wow. There's a there's a big fuss. I don't think anything has been resolved from it, but there's like a chance and a pretty good chance I would say of Nanohana just not being a thing after this just because I know for a fact that they really? cut pine
0: for the same no. reason and pine's
2: no gone. Way. I think like I pine's Nanohana. actually gone.
1: Flower is so,
2: so good. So I don't know,
0: man. I'd be sad if that's the case. He's uh, really yeah, good. Yeah. So like that's yeah, really... so
2: from what I understand, Ilbo involvement is like being a Nazi gamer gator and like
1: it's pretty like harsh. You know? Yeah, it's not um, a good no, place to no be. No comments on this. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I don't know. No enough.
0: idea. Exactly. No I idea. I really
1: don't know enough. But um.
0: But yeah. Overall, just a you know, lunatic eye. Just 3-0 over Africa Red. Uh. By the way, do Kong, Panthera 3-0 over Fnatic. Also. Uh. So we'll see a bunch of these teams that seem to be dominating the first week playing each other in the in this like starting this week. Well, I think Envious plays whoever i forgot who they play but they they've got the easier group but then we're going to see misfits again uh and then just a couple of these teams at the end of the week or the beginning of next week be sure to check those out it's like really early in the morning so you can check those vods out on twitch.tv slash ogn
2: 5 a.m eastern 2 a.m pacific <laughs> yeah it's like the, exactly.
1: the old starcraft days man
0: oh is, yeah memories Staying it's global i believe right yeah ogn global yeah yeah
1: OG and Global at the worst possible time from both of <laughs> the
0: globe. But they they split the matches up really nice, like nicely. Yeah, well, actually, well yeah it's, it's it's good. So, um, all right, the next one, NGE. So, um, I didn't get a chance to catch every single match with NGE, but I did catch the last a uh, couple days worth. Um, any big news here, Flame? That you wanted to to point out, and touch any any teams that that really stood out to you?
2: Um, I mean, the Morals is playing well. I think most of the teams struggled. They, like, it didn't look clean. It wasn't, like, very clean. There were a lot of roster swaps going on during this tournament and, like, mm. players switching teams and, like, new... Like, the teams that you would expect to do good, like, the complexities and the Liquids were all, like, mid-roster shuffle or just, like, internal problems, whether it be, like, cutting your coach or, like, losing your coach or picking up a new player or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to, like, deduce... Much, I think, like, the the brackets are actually really, really um, close. Like, I think most teams were, like, 7-3, 6-4, 5-4, whatever, yeah. at the end, which was really nice, but from a gameplay standpoint, there were, like, a lot, like, I don't know. I think it validified the concept of the NAL. There was a lot of that. Um, it was... Just, it wasn't clean, you know? Like, because right. if you watch, like, Apex and stuff, you're like, oh, these are pretty high-level matches, or even MLG. Like, FaZe got, like beat really bad in that tournament but again like they're losing players and like it's like a it's a weird spot for the scene to be in with that tournament because i think it was during most of the roster shuffling so i don't know that's more or less my take on it
0: yeah and we're, we're rounding out into the final the finals right it's basically in two, this weekend it, yeah, yeah it's, it's, this weekend. it's uh it's good it's at Pack south Right. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. This uh, on the new patch too, and
2: that's another interesting thing is that the teams that yeah, made that's it true. <laughs> might not be the best at the patch, <laughs> that's and that's going to create like a very different
0: like yeah, scenario weird results. Yeah, based on yeah, it, like so. teams might
2: teams that were first in that might be like fourth now. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Immortal and Congarna, just to round out the top four. It's Complexity, Luminosity, Kongarna and, and Immortals.
2: Kungarna known for their diva play, probably yep, like that's one right. of the best divas, and now the diva's dead, but she has the best skin, so maybe you pick her for the skin. I don't know.
0: Is she gonna be dead? I, I think some of these she's things dead. are still gonna be running no, right? she's, Just dead.
2: To she's dead? Okay. She's actually a dead hero. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's gonna lose one v ones to like tracer in seventy six now, it's not gonna be a good place to be. Hmm. People, I That's think people un, un, like, didn't understand actually how That's much true. difference it makes. Like when Winston's on you with the armor versus not. And now that the armor might be gone, it's um, she's in a rough spot for sure.
0: Yeah, I didn't actually realize it'd be that big a difference, but yeah, the, the, definitely seventy six and trades will have a field day on, on her. No
1: question. And Reaper too. Uh, Reaper's mm-hmm. gonna have a lot better time. Yeah, man, it's just a it's a weird state right now for Western Overwatch esports. So many of the top teams, the most famous teams, the most high-skilled teams are out in Korea playing like twice think, a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like these NA tournaments are just, they're relegated to basically like the up-and-coming teams and the and the and the mid-tier teams. So NGE, it's going to be interesting this weekend. It's 100K, six teams.
2: It's a big tournament.
1: Like it's a big. But it, it's still not like premier Overwatch right now. I mean, this is like the best we're getting for Western tournaments. But overall,
0: uh, though, I mean, you're right about that, Ben. But I I like it. I like the fact that we have this kind of going on, and you know, even with Alienware too. We're about to talk about that. I like the fact that there's a little bit of a sandbox for some of these up and coming teams, so they get a chance to to have some success, to get a chance for us to even talk about them. Otherwise, we'd just be talking about MBS and, you know, like over and over again and and a lot and just be overshadowed. And, and, and it'd be a little bit top-heavy, to be honest. So um, one thing that's cool to see just in this particular tournament is that um, there's a lot of parody. Like, even though the records don't really show it, I feel like a lot of these matches are, are close. And, you know, from, from the standpoint of relative skill and, and seeing great matches because of it, you know, it's entertaining because of that. I don't know if you guys feel the same way about that, you know, they're just always looking for just top level, you know, uh, Overwatch skill. But as a spectator, I think it's it's great getting a chance to see some, you know, um, really tight matches and, and have a tournament that has, you know, I, I, like it, literally any team could win at one point, I felt. And I, I still kind of felt that obviously we're down to four, but I still felt like all those teams had a shot if it wasn't for some roster changes and, and things like that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun to watch this weekend. I'm actually going to be at PAX South uh, for Twitch stuff. If they still want to tap me as a caster, I'll be there, guys. (laughs) I will be there. Just say the word. (laughs) Uh, But uh, it's going to be cool because it's taking place on the PAX show floor. So it'll be a kind of cool opportunity to see how much organic interest there is in the general gaming audience to watch Overwatch Esports. My gut feeling is there's going to be a lot. I mean, this is this is a huge game. I, I think it's going to attract a lot of people who are just going to PAX, may not even know about Overwatch esports to sit down and watch. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see how the audience Wait, fills out and interacts.
0: So it's that a booth? I mean, they're not bringing that mini stadium I over there, right? I assume it's going
1: to be like PAX-y's it's at the PAX. Like space, oh no, it's NGE. So, it's NGE,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. So
1: it's NGE, sure. but it's at the PAX Arena, which is a stage. Uh, actually, Twitch and ReadPop, the organizers of PAX, have collaborated on building, uh, excuse my voice crack, that's been at like uh, four or five PAXs now. So mm, okay. uh, it's a it's a little mini stage. I think in the past they've probably had, I don't know, a couple hundred seats at most. I it's hope the huge, PCs but- are better than PAX East. I will say that for the <laughs> sake
2: of the players.
0: Oh because I remember, okay. but the,
2: I mean, that was early, right? I don't remember. That might have just been the client too. But I remember the being like, oh my god. It's like sixty hertz or something. So I hope that they have like legitimate PCs for the hundred K tournament. But
0: Ryan, who are the hardware sponsors for for the packs? Yeah, that's more or less my yeah
2: biggest question. Uh packs will be good though. There's also okay. a Nintendo Switch there. You should check that out. Tell me how it is is Yeah.
0: Forget that. about casting. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah.
2: forget casting, dude. Play some Nintendo Switch.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, but hundred thousand dollars, lots of money on the line for one of these teams. It's pretty exciting. Um and then lastly we've got Alienware monthly melee starting again. And uh got a chance to watch a little bit of it over the weekend. Uh, and we saw Hammers. Hammers ended up uh, winning the whole thing again. Spoilers that ended up beating Luminosity. And I have to say, like in this particular event, we started seeing some you know newer teams. Hammers has been doing pretty well recently, but a lot of people still don't know who they are. Uh, but Spicy Boys Hammers, I think they had a pretty good showing. What do you guys think?
1: Spicy Dude, Boys? a team that no yeah. one's even heard of winning a winning an Alienware <laughs> Monthly Melee. It wasn't like the most stacked ever, but you know it's winning over teams like. Uh, rise uh, luminosity splice liquid phase all in this tournament and a team that no one's even heard of takes the win that's pretty sick that's Mm. great like that's really cool to see yeah they're tank abusers i mean like they're they're
2: (laughs) the number one team to probably get boned by the patch i would say right now in my eyes but like they have this playstyle that is literally just we're gonna group up as six and we're gonna run our Reinhardt at you and like we're never gonna put the shield up because why? And that's kind of their playstyle. <laughs> it's pretty okay. good. I mean, it worked out.
0: I mean, awesome. it was it was very heavy. I mean, it was like four tank. Like for the most, it was part. like four tanks yeah, and like the Reinhardt would
2: never put a shield times up. Times. He would just swing at you, and the Anna would keep everyone alive. And like that was more or less the mentality it worked out i mean they lg almost beat them lg actually could have beaten them but like lost by like a torbjorn fault or something like Mm i don't know a molten core there was a bug with a molten core at one point that might have made the difference so they weren't like dominating through the bracket but but they were uh they definitely came out on top but they were their strategy was very tank 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 tank
0: yeah we'll have to see how they adjust to it but there were multiple teams that were just very very tank heavy like in that particular spicy boys though yeah they look good.
2: Very right? not tank heavy and like mm-hmm. did very well. I thought they have very good up and coming players. I think I hope that they don't get poached. I think is my biggest. Um,
0: yeah, that tends to happen, right? Just uh, I don't want
2: that team teams. to break up or like some other team. I think there's a lot of tier one teams right now that like are starting to feel not tier one anymore, and they're getting scared, so they're going to start trying to poach the new players. I hope that like the new players just there's stick still to a their lot guns. of free agents out yeah, there. Yeah, there's a ton I mean, of
0: free agents. I'm surprised we're at a point where. Yeah, the the talent is lacking for you know top tier teams to pick, you know, you know more well known you know, players. Given that there is some marketability to well known players for some of these unknowns. Oh,
2: gotta get the coachable players.
0: The coachable players, That's true. <laughs> the dreamcasters of
2: the world, the cozies of the world, the sicknesses of the world.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Now, but overall, I think it's it's great for hammers. It's great for spicy voice to, to get a chance to do that, and um, you know, even luminosity. Like, why don't we talk a little bit about luminosity? You know, we they were part of that big trade, the big three team trade, and I don't know how are we like that team right now. How are they looking to you guys?
1: They haven't been performing nearly as well as I expected them to. I mean, they had they had moments of brilliance in the Beyblade meta, if I'm remember correct, remembering correctly, and now they've been together in a team house to my understanding for some time. And it really hasn't improved their results at all. Um, In fact, they continue to sort of slide. It looks like. Uh, So I think over in the luminosity camp, you got, you got to start being a little bit worried about, uh, about the future of this roster. If, if you look at other teams, as an example, a few, tournaments in a row of subpar performance usually means something's going to be mixed up uh, maybe they're they're in it for the long haul and that's that's totally good too but uh definitely seems like there's there's some something that's not really clicking with that team Yeah,
2: individually i think that they have a very strong roster um, absolutely like i think like spree is probably one of the best areas right now i think super pluke is definitely making a case for one of the better tanks Heedon, obviously one of the best Anna's in the game, so it's it might have just been the patch. Maybe they'll be good now. I think Ube is very talented. He just didn't seem like he was having a good time in the tank meta. Like he would, he's very good at Roadhog, but he didn't want to play it. And I yeah. guess to the um, topic of the what's it called of like the team house. I don't think half of them are there. I think two of them are still in Europe. I think Ube's still in Europe, and I think there's one more that's still in Europe. So. Maybe the team out will fix uh, it when they move over. Oh, I see. I thought they had already all moved over. No, no not I think bad. it's just four of them, so okay. they have time. I think they're they're looking very good. They lost. Yeah. I mean, they only lost I think hammers in that tournament. They lost twice to hammers.
0: Yeah, they did. So, um, yeah, there there are times where UBE was. They're there. good. Super yeah. good. Just, they need some. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they got top four at NGE. Like they're going to be at NGE lane, and they did get second at Alienware. They're just not. You expect better things of them, I
0: guess, but. Sometimes there. it takes a little bit longer, and like you said, yeah, there's yeah. there's some logistical issues right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, why don't we round out into the Q and A section? But before that, I did want to give a shout out to a bunch of the folks listening to the show on iTunes. Uh, we seem to get be getting more and more every week, and that's that's really really great, it's starting to grow there. But do want to give a shout out to a couple of folks that have left five star reviews and some nice comments for us, Captain Rogers and Reviewer 3 Thanks so much for doing that. And if you guys do listen to the show on you know your iPads or your iPhones and um, you know enjoy it, why don't you uh, if you leave a five star review? It really helps out the show. Helps people find the uh, the overview whenever they're searching for Overwatch podcasts. So yeah, do that if you can. Uh, So all right, Q and A guys. And this is uh, we're taking emails from the community. uh, And uh, the first email we got is from Luke B. And it. He basically asked, would you like to see a rear view mirror ability added to Reinhardt's kit? And, um, he kind of mentions, you know, a few things in his, you know, just, he'd love to see it. Um, he thinks that it might be bad for esports just cause it would be really, really hard to watch. And I agree with that. Like camera wise, it'd be pretty tough, but overall, like, I think it would, you know, basically be useful Is kind of what he was thinking. What do you guys think with, uh, that sort of ability?
1: I've never seen it in an FPS before. (laughs) Uh, It's (laughs) kind of a hilarious concept (laughs) of like having a rear view mirror for a character. I don't know. I mean, I've said it before. Anything that is going to up the skill cap of the game and is good. uh, In theory, you could make that argument here, but uh, certainly never seen it in any FPS, so I'm not really sure it makes a ton of sense and also let's not forget when you when you right click when you're holding up your shield you know you're getting good amount of vision anyway right so I don't know well I, I
0: think really I see. think his point his point was just you know being able to see where your healer is for instance gotcha um, might, not, might not be such a big deal in tournament play and in just the top level but definitely you are playing with casuals there's the times when i play reinhardt i'm like okay guys follow me and then like you know they're 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 with me and then all of a sudden nobody's with me and they're doing their own thing and i'm assuming that true. there's a healer behind me true so, um i think it's for situations like that would it even make sense to you guys design wise i mean because that's I think that's the real question like you know like with fps games like you said ben most of the time yeah i mean you're supposed to be have to like move you know your your field of vision is supposed to only be in front of you so adding some kind of ability where you know you can basically have camera angles you know for yourself is that uh really conducive for this type of fps design
1: i don't think it fits i just i don't know it's kind of strange concept Yeah, I mean,
2: they have a Mario Kart (laughs) book.
0: I know, that's... that's, that's (laughs) I mean, I understand why it
2: would be good, though. It's like sometimes you'll be playing Reinhardt, and you're like, you have your shield up. I wouldn't hate, actually, you know what you could do to fix this? Like, the way Lucio, when you have the aura, it says, like, how many people are getting affected by your aura. I wouldn't mind if there was, like, a... If there was, like, a how many people are directly behind your shield number on your screen. You know, like, in a line of sight, straight behind the Reinhardt. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would make things better. Um, yeah. so that way if it says like zero, maybe you could just drop it.
0: Okay. Yeah, nah, that could be that'd, useful. That, that'd definitely be useful. I'd just be, that'd be kind of strange. It would solve maybe, the same opinion. problem. But <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Maybe different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But not a bad idea, but I'm not sure if it would, you know, work quite as well. And I think you know, another thing he was talking about is just that, you know, Reinhardt doesn't have a melee, right? So maybe it could replace that ability. And I, I, I kind of agree, generally speaking, that some of the characters that don't have, like something, like an ability mapped to, you know, every single key, you know, or they're lacking an ability, should should have something filled for it. I, I do wish, like, some of these melee characters did have something that they could use instead.
1: I know, you, that would be kind of neat.
0: You ever feel it's in balance in any way because of that?
1: Mm. Not really. Okay. Not not particularly. No.
0: Um. Okay. Well, let's see. The other one. The other one is more of a comment than it is a, a question. Now that I'm reading through it a little bit closer, but um, I guess it's a general, uh, just from Jason L. Just a general um, question about individual play versus team play, just like raw skill versus team play, and um, how does it, how, like, how do you actually seeing that laid out right now in terms of Western teams and in Korea? Do you think the raw skill is is uh, still equal from the standpoint of regions? And there's just a real difference in team play right now? Or do you think it's uh, any kind of dynamics there? Is there any kind of difference there?
1: Uh, Koreans are amazing at the team play aspect. Uh, We've seen them just show really high levels of synergy. Uh, A couple of teams, not all of them. So I think that from a team play perspective, uh, they're going to be... They're they're only going to get better and better and better uh, and come up with more unique, specific strategies mm-hmm. that involve the most minute movements and and teams flowing together perfectly. Um, I think a- already in a way, other than like envious, uh, we already see the Korean teams, arguably uh, with kind of cleaner teamwork. Um, but I don't think that necessarily means that like western teams are making up the difference with just raw skill either i mean the the west if you look at some of the top western teams they're they're pretty amazing as well particularly envious when it comes to executing uh and moving together as a team um you know he does kind of mention some of the uh in this in this comment uh james or jason does kind of mention some of these outlier talents that we do have in the west and i I will agree guys like sure guys like time um you know of course uh genjis like shadowburn are on such a high plateau when it comes to just raw skill that they amaze and inspire awe and there's so many moments so many highlight reels and moments coming from those guys but i also think if you look at the korean side you can look at at guys like zumba and and guys like flower nanahana and see that same level of skill so uh in a way, I would kind of agree that Korea might be slightly ahead of the West when it comes to teamwork, but I, I honestly don't think that the teamwork versus raw skill question is as interesting as the different, the actual difference in play style, because um, yeah, there is a very, right. very big difference in play style between NA uh, and EU and and what we're seeing out of Korea, particularly right now. Uh, where NA and EU have been sticking to the Divas, the Zarya's, the Roadhog's, the Reinhardt's, uh, uh, the, and the 76, where, whereas in Korea, and we touched on this earlier in the show, you're seeing tons of Tracer, tons of Genji, in a lot of situations that uh, you're not seeing that at all out of the Western teams. They're playing 2-2-2 a lot more. Um, so in my opinion, like you could kind of argue this, Like everyone's going to have a different opinion, I think, on Korea skill versus teamwork and NA skill versus teamwork. But I think the more interesting conversation, in my opinion, is kind of the, just the difference in play style. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think during like <clears throat> the past month or two where it's been tank heavy, I don't really know how much individual performance has really <laughs> shone through. Right. So I think, like, we'll start seeing the answer to that question evolve more as this patch starts running through, if teams start do running dive comps, like, maybe, like, one Tracer might be able to take over a game, or one Genji, or whatever, more so than in the past. Yeah. Um, I think on the whole, though, I would say that even, like, Koreans team play right now, at least in OGN, isn't, like, super, super impressive. Like, on the whole of the scene, there's definitely teams that are, like, very good at it, but I don't think that there's like a huge disparity in the way that they're approaching the game right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And last comment, just at least what I could tell is that um, you know there comes to a point at the highest level that you know you can't have somebody just completely carry a team. You know, we've seen Shadowburn, in particular in recent history, carry his team like to the like to to the finals. You know, in a lot of these events, uh, and it's like super impressive, but. At a certain point, like, you know, this guy is talking, uh, uh, Jason talks a lot about basketball. At a certain point, the superstars have to be, you know, have to work within the framework of a team to actually reach, you know, to the highest level. And I think we see the same thing in Overwatch, too. Um, But anyways, let's wrap up, guys. I think that's um, been a great show. We've had lots of stuff to talk about. But um, Flame, you want to start out with some shout outs? Where can people find you? Uh find
2: me on Twitch. Find me in Discord. Discord's actually probably more successful than Twitch right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. But um
0: dude, Discord's stepping it up. I got this like Discord Nitro message that they, yeah, they have like more emotes your and avatar. Stuff. Yeah, dude. There's like and all of your emotes become global stuff. now, which is insane actually. Yeah, that's freaking awesome, man. But good stuff. Yeah,
2: Discord's stepping up their game. The What's audio the di- is really good.
0: What's the Discord?
2: Uh it's discord.gg
1: slash flame, actually. Wow, How about that? yes, imagine that. <laughs> Sick,
0: all right. Uh, ben? ben, shout outs.
1: Looking forward to watching a bunch of CTF streams. Uh, I hope some so you can't. Did we learn if you can or you can't make custom games with CTF? You can't, you right? can't. Ah, <laughs> oh. I know, right? Oh. I really want to see some like super <laughs> high level CTF just to see what, what the hell happens because that would be awesome. Uh, patch hit today, much needed patch. We're all really happy about this. Looking forward to seeing how the meta changes. Um, absolutely make sure to watch uh, the NGE finals, the winter Premier finals uh, this weekend at PAX uh, South. It's going to be on the same channel they've been running everything on so far. Uh, it's going to be really exciting and fun to watch. I'll be there in the audience, most likely. Uh, so make sure to tune into that. Apex is still going. Um, and that, that's pretty much it for like the main tournaments that you should be watching this week, um, but yeah, awesome. uh, I actually will be able to make next show now that I think about it. So
0: there's okay. your warning, Chris. Yeah. All right, I <laughs> so guess I get a week's warning. From yes, San antonio it's amazing, um, awesome. But yeah, that's thanks true. for you're tuning gonna, in. You're gonna be there the whole week, right? That's that's gonna be fun. I wanted to go to Sal too. Oh, I had the last minute. I had to cancel. Um, but yes, just for the NGE stream, by the way, it's Overwatch underscore ng for those of you that um might not have been watching some of the matches. But yeah, I'll round things out. Thanks to the two of you guys for doing the show with me today. Everybody for watching. It's always a pleasure to have the chat just, you know, humming away whenever we're, we're talking. Uh, and if you guys didn't catch the beginning of the show, you can find the VODs on youtube.com slash as well as all the other previous episodes, all of our great episodes that we've done in the past. You can find them all there. Uh, and if you're iTunes listener, the show will be up a little bit later tonight, as well as Android and just all the, the awesome podcast channels that uh that are on mobile. They'll all be there by tomorrow morning. So definitely check it out there. But that's gonna be it guys this week for the overview. So for Flame, Fish Sticks and myself, Cham Man V, we'll see you next week. Hey,